As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. And he announced it on social media earlier in a long message thanking the organization, teammates, fans, uh, also owner Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick. But Tom Brady will be moving on after 20 years as a New England Patriot searching for a new home. Yeah, so first off, at the end of this discussion, I have a conspiracy theory. I don't know conspiracy is the right word. Let's just say this. I've got a long shot bet that people think I'm crazy on that <laughs> I don't think I'm so crazy. But... Let's go down item by item uh, the communications we've seen today. So uh, the Instagram post from Brady, it was more direct directed to the fans. And the gist of it, you know, heartfelt thanks. Uh, talked about Massachusetts being his home for 20 years. Uh, the support has been overwhelming of those fans. And he can't thank him enough. And finally, he's felt so blessed to share it with them. And, you know, obviously PR agent seems like they got their fingers on this. And that's what rich people do. No problems there. And it feels very genuine. And obviously, the Boston fans are a special breed. And and Brady acknowledged that. Yeah. And I think that he wanted to make it a point. And it felt like if you believe that he talked with Bob Kraft last night and made this decision, that he wanted to be the one to make the announcement on his own as opposed to having it go through some other filter. Okay, and and here's the TikTok as it's been reported on that meeting last night. So 
Tom Curran, NBC Sports Boston, said this. This is a quote. Patriots never made a tangible effort to keep Brady. So let's start right there. My assumption was to the point of if you would disagree, if someone would disagree, I think, ah, you're not even worth talking to. If you don't see this is all cost benefit, this is all, yeah, for 12 million, Brady's a great deal. For 32 million, he's a horrible deal. Where's that line in between? To me, that was the question. From the reporting that I'm reading, maybe the Patriots didn't want him at any price. At any discounted price. What, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it feels like they were ready to move away from this more so than maybe he was, which I think goes to why they never really, and, and not even just Tom Curran, but other reports say one of the offers that they had to him, the final offer was a one-year deal worth less than what he made last year. I mean, well, I mean, how could it? I mean, let's be candid, though. Objectively, last year, he had yet to have a drop-off season, meaning he was a Super Bowl champion, right? Just had the last game Brady had played entering last season was to win the Super Bowl. And wouldn't you say, based on those expectations, he far fell short last season? Yeah, no, I would say that. I would, I would also say, though, if they really wanted him to be there... I think they would have figured out some way to make it happen. Oh, no doubt. Listen, we've seen this again and again with uh, legacy heroes in a town. You know, we talked about the Celtics doing it with Bird, Parrish, McHale, and it took them a long time to start winning again. Danny Ainge, who was around those teams, on those teams, ended up then saying, we're not doing that with Kevin Garnett, Pierce, Allen, and Boston hasn't missed a beat. So, yes, you're right. If, if the Pats wanted him, uh, there's enough money in that salary cap, they could have paid him. My thought is, doesn't what you see, what we saw from the Pats speak to the fact that, yeah, they went through the motions so the fans wouldn't necessarily get mad at him, but it felt like they were not, not only weren't the Pats willing to overpay for Brady, I don't think they were willing to pay even the market price. Yeah, I totally agree. I think they were So does that tell, I mean, if there's anyone that knows football, it's Belichick. And if there's anyone that knows Brady, it's Belichick. So if Belichick is making that assessment, doesn't that make you pessimistic about Brady this season? That's that's been my point all along. When the Patriots sign a player who played for a previous team in the division, we all take a step back and go, okay, what is Belichick seen? out of that player that nobody else has. And whether it's Wes Welker or Stephon Gilmore or somebody like that, they always come in and they always deliver. The fact that he, seeing Tom Brady day in and day out for 20 years and they weren't even willing to give him an offer out of respect at the end might tell you that he's closer to the end than maybe he wants to acknowledge. Yeah, and remember now, Fezzik, who will be in tomorrow to discuss this, had Brady, has Brady number 19 Entering next season. So with an adjustment for age and such, the 19th best starter. It's kind of hard, in my opinion, to think that he's much better than that. So I tend to agree with Fezzik. Um, Bucky Brooks actually said, Fox Sports Radio host, going into the playoffs, that of all the playoff teams, Tom Brady was the worst quarterback. <clears throat> well, let's think. Jared Goff didn't make the playoffs. Yes. Okay, that's fine. 
<laughs> so, I mean, uh, like even Ryan Tannehill. Like you said, mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback right now than Tom Brady. You know, so. I, I'm not so sure that's untrue. Yeah. I will say this. What is the goal of the team? If the goal of the team is to win games, I think that Brady is not as high on the list as uh, many would think. If the goal is to win the Super Bowl, and you might say, well, how do you win that without winning games? Yeah, but your ability to deliver in a regular season game, I think Tannehill probably gets the edge. In a Super Bowl, who do you want? Oh, Even, Brady. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So, I agree with that. So to me... Now, within a year or so, that probably won't be the case even then. But I think for a last year, Brady's going to be better than an average NFL quarterback in the biggest games. And, and, and you talked about this yesterday. Sorry to interrupt, but no, you mentioned no. you mentioned Peyton Manning as being playing really poorly when the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Denver made a choice to go back to him from mm-hmm. Brock Osweiler. At yep. that point, Brock Osweiler was a better quarterback than Peyton Manning, but they knew what they were playing for, and they trusted him in that big-time moment with that defense over Brock Osweiler. And it sounds goofy now because the ostrich, as Fez calls him, <laughs> um, you know, has become uh, Mike Lombardi called him the heist. You know, so, I mean, <laughs> but if you look at the stats, those first couple games, or I think four or five games, it was late midseason, you know, when uh, Manning hurt his foot, if I recall, had him out maybe two games, and then it was a choice, it felt like. And, you know, obviously that was a good decision the Broncos made. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. These odds were as of a few hours ago, and actually right now they're down everywhere. These books are scared that someone's going to bet them on information, meaning the story comes out, three people are able to get their bets in before the book figures it out, and they take it down. They'd rather just lose a half a day of betting or whatever, though I've heard people talk about Brady might, you know, it might be days and days before he signs, right? I mean, you don't think there's any guarantee he's going to sign anywhere in the next 48 hours, do you? No, I think I think he's going to take his time. This yeah. is this was a, a a big move. I know it was probably in the works a while ago, but I, I think this is a tough one. He'll probably take his time here. And listen, it might have been in the works, but Vegas, the odds didn't think it. Literally every day that there were odds on where Brady would be in 2020, the Patriots were the favorite. Every day, it was between about 50 percent. If you take the vig out. Uh, you know, so it was just the pure odds uh, all the way up to 70%. It oscillated between 50% and 70% that Tom Brady was going back to the Patriots. And the fact he hasn't is is an upset. There's no other way to say it. It is an upset that Tom Brady's supposedly not going back to the Patriots. There's a hint. So here's the current or the odds as of a few hours ago. The Tampa Bay Bucks minus 200. So you're saying, I mean, this is, if you forget the VIG, it's a 66% chance he's going to Tampa. So about 62% you take out the VIG. Chargers plus 175. So a little less than two to one. Raiders, three to one. Miami, seven and a half to one. So you telling me there's a better than 50% chance, this is what the odds are saying, Jonas, the Tom Brady is going to be the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yes, I said Bucks. 
starting quarterback. I mean, is that even? Can you imagine that being the odds-on favor? Uh, no, I, I can't. It's hard for me to imagine him anywhere, uh, especially Tampa Bay. But I think this is because Tampa Bay has really been vocal about it. They have not been quiet. Their front office has said, "Yes, we've talked to him. Yes, we want him." Like they've been all about this. And I wonder if the number is based on that information that is out there and their interest and public interest in him. Well, listen, I was going to go deep on this yesterday. We just didn't have time. And I want to say this clearly. Uh, uh, Chris Sims, right? The son of Phil Sims. Yeah. I'm right on that, right? Yeah. Uh, he does stuff with Mike Florio. And <clears throat> I should say this. I've never spoken to Chris Sims. I've never spoken about him, even privately. Uh, I've been, you know, fairly just, you know, observing here and there. Florio and I know each other, you know, pretty well. And uh, Mike actually was born in the same hospital I was in uh, near Wheeling, West Virginia, in Ohio. And, you know, just always got along. I did his show for like two years. So I like Mike. But I can't not say this is the, the Chris Sims story that was reported. And I'll put that in quotes on Sunday. It just didn't make any sense to me. Uh, I don't, did you see the video the Sims did that? I mean, it was, it was the number one trend on Twitter soon enough. Did you see the video? Yeah, I saw the, I didn't see the video, but I saw the report that he had out there. Yeah. And, and to be candid, it was, uh, it was a very edge from what I could see. It was a very educated guess. And meaning it wasn't the so-and-so with knowledge of the situation said X. It was, they said this, that made me think this, right? It was like a handicap which I find very valuable, but it's not reporting. It's not, um, you know, Woj saying uh, sources tell me. And, you know, one of the things that we got to figure out as a society is what is an opinion guy and what's a reporter? Because they, they kind of have merged at this point. But I know the, the serious radio guys I respect, and, I, and I'd put myself at least in this category of saying the following, I'm not a reporter. I'm not a journalist. I'm an opinion guy. I'm an expert in a field, and I have opinions. Do you consider yourself a journalist? No. Yeah. Well, yeah, there no. you go. I do, I do weekend overnights. There's no journalism there. But, there's, but the reality is there's been great journalists in sports, right? It's just now there's a lot of verticals and a lot of people with their opinions, and I'm not saying that Sims isn't good, but – it didn't feel like a guy with the pedigree to be reporting and it kind of showed and maybe it was a situation, you know, he just, it looked like he just flipped the video on. Maybe it was a situation, you know, he didn't think it all the way through and listen, everyone has those experiences. So uh, you've the, seen this oh, though, oh, just from a gambling aspect, you've seen now that gambling is so popular in sports, you've probably seen a lot of people who you can tell within the first two, Ooh. two seconds of them talking, they have no idea what they're saying right now. And they're, they're either giving out advice or giving oh. out tips on how to pick games. Listen, you make a great point. You know, a good bit about sports batting and you know, more than, 90% of hosts, I'll tell you that much, you know, national hosts or big local market hosts, but you perpetually are saying I'm not an expert. And I think that's fair to say, but yeah. you know, a lot to me, these guys that are trying to act like in sports betting, they know what they're talking about. They're making a gigantic mistake. If all they did, and I give cousin Sal credit for this. And I, you know, I know Sal a little bit and always been nice to me. You know, we've had, you know, maybe talked an hour in our lives, but he's never tried to act like an expert. 
because how could he be, right? He, he he was, you know, batting for fun with Bill Simmons, and lo and behold, he's had a you know a second career out of it. Kudos. I think that having um, anyone that's funny, anyone that's a, you know, let's be candid on TV, especially attractiveness matters, and. Uh, if you don't try to be something you're not, I got no problem with it. You know, when Brent Musburger was on with Jimmy the Greek way back when, Musburger wasn't acting like he knew anything about gambling. He was a fan. And Jimmy the Greek was Jimmy the Greek. That works. You can't say, oh, Musburger shouldn't talk because he doesn't. he's not an expert at gambling. No, he didn't say he was. And Jimmy the Greek talked. So to me, there's not enough experts that can even form a sentence because there seems to be like a inverse correlation between gambling expertise and, and being a articulate, not always, hopefully for me, <laughs> but, but often, and it, it makes sense, right? Fez is really a good talker, but he, so half the time he doesn't make any sense, <laughs> right? Cause he's so analytical. He gets lost in his own thinking sometimes. So listen, we're going to evolve as an industry for quite a while, but if I could give free advice to anyone and they won't take it, it's be honest about how much someone knows and no one's going to blame you. But if someone's acting like they know something and they don't, that's when the blame starts. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Check out what happened. Historic downgrade for the Pats. I don't think it's warranted. I mean, Brady is the 19th best quarterback in Fezzik's ratings. And if you look at what happened here, downgrade city, if you look at their Super Bowl odds, before all this started, the Patriots were 10 to 1. Now they're 30 to 1. 30 to 1. If you look at the season wins, it was over under amongst the 16 games, 10 and a half wins. It's eight and a half. They're just above the Patriots, an average team. And this is totally uncharted. I tweeted this out. It's unbelievable. It's a list of, starting in 2004, what the Patriots were when it came to Super Bowl favorites, meaning if they were the favorite, they'd be a one. If they were the second favorite, they'd be a two. Listen to this. Two, one, two, one, 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 four, one, one, four, three, three, one, 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 two. And then this year now number nine. Did you hear that list? I mean, it was like a couple of fours and twos and ones for like 18 years, starting in 2004. And now Brady leaves, and that evening, they're the ninth Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. Uh, I got something else I want to hit you with here. This is kind of like a, a potpourri, as they say. <laughs> Which team, I put this up on Twitter, but I'm going to ask you first. Which team or which quarterback would the Patriots have the best chance to win the Super Bowl with? All right? So it's four choices. Tom Brady, okay? Tannehill, their current quarterback, Stedman, I think is how you say it. Stedman something. (laughs) And then here's my interesting one. Cam Newton, assuming he's healthy. Who do you take? Brady. Really? Yeah. I take Cam. Really? Yeah. I, I, I think we forget Cam's been so hurt. So hurt. Last thing, this is a stat called war that, you know, they use in baseball a bunch. And then they were able to extract out the effect of the quarterback. So if we look at the top nine teams, 
when it comes to how good they were without quarterback being considered. Number one, San Francisco was the best. That makes sense. Number seven, Tampa Bay. That's interesting. Uh, but is how much of an upgrade is Brady over Winston? Number eight, Steelers. That makes a ton of sense. Number nine, Minnesota. That makes a ton of sense. Check out quickly these ones in uh, two through six. Tennessee, New England, Baltimore, Dallas, Saints. All those teams seem like they had a really good quarterback, Jonas, but the, uh, but the numbers are saying it wasn't the quarterback. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 